a letter from alexander hamilton which includes his description of the great west indian hurricane of seventeen seventy two written of course by alexander hamilton this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. found in the royal library copenhagen denmark the royal danish american gazette volume three number two thirty four saturday october third seventeen seventy two edited by thebo christianidad st croix the following letter was written the week after the hurricane by a youth of this island to his father the copy of it fell by accident into the hands of a gentleman who being pleased with it himself showed it to others to whom it gave equal satisfaction and who all agreed that it might not prove uninteresting to the public the author's modesty and long refusing to submit it to the public view is the reason of its making its appearance so late as it does now st croix september sixth seventeen seventy two honored sir i take up my pen just to give you an imperfect account of the most dreadful hurricane that memory or any records whatever can trace what happened here on the thirty-first ultimo at night it began about dusk at north and raged very violently till ten o'clock then ensued a sudden and unexpected interval which lasted about an hour meanwhile the wind was shifting round to the southwest point from whence it returned with redoubled fury and continued so till near three o'clock in the morning good god what horror and destruction it's impossible for me to describe or you to form any idea of it it seemed as if a total dissolution of nature was taking place the roaring of the sea and wind fiery meteors flying about in the air the prodigious glare of almost perpetual lightning the crash of the falling houses and the ear-piercing shrieks of the distressed were sufficient to strike astonishment into angels a great part of the buildings throughout the island are leveled to the ground almost all the rest very much shattered several persons killed and numbers utterly ruined whole families running about the streets unknowing where to find a place of shelter the sick exposed to the keenness of water and air without a bed to lie upon or a dry covering to their bodies our harbor is entirely bare in a word misery in all its hideous shapes spread over the whole face of the country a strong smell of gunpowder added somewhat to the terrors of the night and it was observed that the rain was surprisingly salt indeed the water is so brackish and full of sulphur that there is hardly any drinking it my reflections and feelings on this frightful and melancholy occasion are set forth in following self-discourse where now o vile worm is all thy boasted fortitude and resolution what is become of thy arrogance and self-sufficiency why dost thou tremble and stand aghast how humble how helpless how contemptible you now appear and for why the jarring of the elements the discord of clouds o impotent presumptuous fool how darest thou offend that omnipotence whose nod alone 
were sufficient to quell the destruction that hovers over thee or crush thee into atoms see thy wretched helpless state and learn to know thyself learn to know thy best support despise thyself and adore thy god how sweet how unutterably sweet were now the voice of an approving conscience then couldst thou say hence ye idle arms why do i shrink what have i to fear a pleasing calm suspense a short repose from calamity to end in eternal bliss let the earth rend let the planets forsake thy course let the sun be extinguished and the heavens burst asunder yet what have i to dread my staff can never be broken in omnipotence i trust he who gave the winds to blow and the lightnings to rage even him i have always loved and served his precepts have i observed his commandments have i obeyed and his perfections have i adored he will snatch me from ruin he will exalt me to the fellowship of angels and seraphs and to the fullness of never-ending joys but alas how different how deplorable how gloomy the prospect death comes rushing on in triumph veiled in a mantle of tenfold darkness his unrelenting scythe pointed and ready for the stroke on his right hand sits destruction hurling the winds and belching forth flames calamity on his left threatening famine disease distress of all kinds and o oh, thou wretch look still a little further see the gulf of eternal mystery open there mayest thou shortly plunge the just reward of thy vileness alas whither canst thou fly where hide thyself thou canst not call upon thy god thy life has been a continual warfare with him hark ruin and confusion on every side tis thy turn next but one short moment even now o lord help jesus be merciful thus did i reflect and thus at every gust of the wind did i conclude till it pleased the almighty to allay it nor did my emotions proceed either from the suggestion of too much natural fear or a conscience overburdened with crimes of an uncommon cast i thank god this was not the case the scenes of horror exhibited around us naturally awakened such ideas in every thinking breast and aggravated the deformity of every failing of our lives it were a lamentable insensibility indeed not to have such feelings and i think inconsistent with human nature our distressed helpless condition taught us humility and a contempt of ourselves the horrors of the night the prospect of an immediate cruel death or as one may say of being crushed by the almighty in his anger filled us with terror and everything that had tended to weaken our interest with him upbraided us in the strongest colors with our baseness and folly that which in a calm unruffled temper we call a natural cause seemed then like the correction of the deity our imagination represented him as an incensed master executing vengeance on the crimes of his servants the father and benefactor were forgot and in that view a consciousness of our guilt filled us with despair but see the lord relents he hears our prayers the lightning ceases 
the winds are appeased the warring elements are reconciled and all things promise peace the darkness is dispelled and drooping nature revives at the approaching dawn look back o my soul look back and tremble rejoice at thy deliverance and humble thyself in the presence of thy deliverer yet hold o vain mortal check thy ill-timed joy art thou so selfish as to exult because thy lot is happy in a season of universal woe hast thou no feelings for the miseries of thy fellow-creatures and art thou incapable of the soft pangs of sympathetic sorrow look around thee and shudder at the view see desolation and ruin wherever thou turnest thine eye see thy fellow-creatures pale and lifeless their bodies mangled their souls snatched into eternity unexpecting alas perhaps unprepared hark the bitter groans of distress see sickness and infirmities exposed to the inclemencies of wind and water see tender infancy pinched with hunger and hang to the mother's knee for food see the unhappy mother's anxiety her poverty denies relief her breast heaves with pangs of maternal pity her heart is bursting the tears gush down her cheeks o sights of woe o distress unspeakable my heart bleeds but i have no power to solace o ye who revel in affluence see the afflictions of humanity and bestow your superfluity to ease them say not we have suffered also and withhold your compassion what are your sufferings compared to these ye have still more than enough left act wisely succour the miserable and lay up a treasure in heaven i am afraid sir you will think this description more the effort of imagination than a true picture of realities but i can affirm with the greatest truth that there is not a single circumstance touched upon which i have not absolutely been an eye-witness to our general has several very salutary and human regulations and both in his public and private measures has shown himself the man end of a letter written by alexander hamilton